0: hello hello beautiful wonderful people welcome back to philosophy with Z as we continue on the journey of positive intelligent intelligence by Shahrazad shamin oh my gosh this has been such a great experience and a great book Every week I, I read through the I've, I've read through all the chapters but I read them again before I do the podcast and highlight and stuff and every time i pick it up again i'm so excited i'm like okay 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 what do i get to relearn today and it's so important to reread things because what i've found is that every time i read something again it's literally from a new perspective even though it's still me it's still from a new perspective so i i gain different insights and i notice different things and certain sentences will hit me differently depending on the day. And even though I am the same me, I'm changing every day. I'm not the same me I was yesterday, and I won't be the same me I am today tomorrow. So, I just strongly encourage any book that you're reading that you read it multiple times throughout your whole life. And I used to get really overwhelmed by that because I really like books and I'm like, I don't have enough time in my whole life to read the same books over and over. I got to keep reading new books so I can keep intaking new stuff. Maybe that can be a thing when it comes to fiction, um, like novels and stuff. But when it comes to these books that are like changing my mind and, and helping me change my world, these kind of books I find are very beneficial to keep reading. So anyway, let me just dive right into this chapter. This is chapter five, The Sage Perspective. And it's so good. It's so great. This is like finally where we're learning how to go a different route. Because the last chapter, we were talking about the judge and the saboteurs. Mostly the judge. But now, we're kind of moving into... The, the more abstract, I would call it. How to use our mind to benefit us. So he begins by talking about how all distress is self-generated. So it's not really yourself. It's not me. It is my saboteurs. They cause all of my anxiety, disappointment, stress, anger, shame, guilt, All of these unpleasant things that cause me suffering. It's not really even me that's doing it to me. It's my saboteurs, which are within me, that are doing it to me. Because, you know, like, my perspective is that I truly want to live in happiness and peace. So, theoretically, I'm not going to do anything to disturb my own peace and happiness. And, like, I firmly believe that. So... I, I'm like, what is this other thing that's causing me distress? Like, I know this isn't me because I don't want this for me. And so it's like, it kind of, sometimes it kind of makes me feel crazy because I don't understand what's happening in my own head. But reading these books and like going through this course and just like observing myself more, becoming aware of the inner workings of my mind has really been such an enlightening experience. And the journey continues. I learn more about me every day. And he talks about how the saboteurs want to justify their own existence. And, and once again, when I, when I think about myself and observing myself and how I'm changing on this journey every day, I I definitely recognize when I'm feeling anxiety or something and I want to justify it so bad and I hear this voice in my head that sounds so convincing that like yeah we have every reason to be upset or anxious. For example to be all the way honest I am in a financial instability right now and that, that's so, it's so weird for me to just say it because I don't even believe it as I'm saying it because just because I have a small number in my bank account right now in this moment, and this moment is changing for whoever's listening to this, when you hear this, it's not even the same moment as when I record this. So that's why it's just like weird for me to say it, but it is what it is. My the number in my bank account is kind of low right now. And I, I was having anxiety last week about paying my bills and, like, buying my food and stuff like that. So, I'm like, oh, something's got to give. Like, I got to do something, got to change something. I need to do something in my life to generate more income. And so, that's what it is. Like, although I am in a certain position or circumstance... I don't have to judge it. I don't have to shame myself or feel guilty or angry about it. It just is what it is. And what it is, is an opportunity for me to be more sage-like. So with that being said, let me talk about what the sage is all about. This is just the part of me that will allow me to deal with situations in a way that is like a gift. Because the sage has access to the five great powers within me. They are empathy, exploration, innovation, navigation, and decisive action. And of course, I'll dive into those all one by one. That will be in the next chapter. And the, the benefit of all of this is just that the sage, rather than denying, rejecting, or resenting what is, such as, My bank account being low. I'm not denying it or resenting it or anything like that. I I accept it. It is what it is. And I see this as a gift, an opportunity. The judge would see this as a bad circumstance, but my sage is seeing this as a great circumstance. This is a gift. This is an opportunity for me to use my sage powers, to be innovative and explorative and have decisive actions. So, like, I'm really in this place right now where I know that everything I am doing has a purpose and intention to give value to people, to help and serve people, and create income for myself. Like, truly, those two things are all I'm thinking about, like, all the time. Like, it consumes my life. Like, I'm pretty much obsessed with how can I help make people's lives more authentic and how can I generate some income for myself because I need money to live if I didn't need money to like pay for my bills and have a home then I wouldn't care at all about it I don't I don't need luxuries and stuff like that but I mean they're nice to have so I won't I won't front like I don't like having them I like my iPad and my laptop and my phone definitely deeply grateful and appreciative of these things that I have but the point is that I'm kind of at a place where, like, I just need to fulfill my basic necessities. I don't even have the the money or the, um, the, the vision of, like, big houses and, and lots of cars and, and super nice clothes. Like, none of that is in my reality right now. Okay, so I digress. He tells a story in this chapter, the stallion story and um i think i'll just paraphrase it for the sake of um brevity so this farmer has a stallion who wins first prize and the neighbors congratulate him but he says who knows what is good or bad or who knows what is good and what is bad later on the horse is stolen and the neighbors want to offer uh commit commiserate i guess i should have looked that up so I, I sound like i know what i'm talking about But I guess it's just to show their sympathy or whatever, commiserate with the farmer. But he says, who knows what is good and what is bad? Later on, the stallion escapes and brings back a couple wild mares with him that he befriended along the way. And so the neighbors come to congratulate him. And he says, who knows what is good and what is bad? And a few weeks later, the farmer's son is thrown off of one of those mares and he fractures his leg, and the neighbors go to commiserate with him, and he says, who knows what is good and what is bad. The following week, the army comes through the village, taking all eligible young men into war, and the son can't go because he has a fractured leg. Of course, the neighbors don't even bother to congratulate him because they know he'll say who knows what is good and what is bad. So later on, um, well, I guess that's that's actually it for the story. (laughs) That's it for the story. But the point of all of this is that I just love that story because every time it seems like something good or something bad happened, later on, something else happened. Like so, his his horse wins the prize. That's good, right? But because his horse won the prize, someone stole it, cause it's a um like valuable, and then it ran away, and he got it back. That sounds great, and he brought back these other horses. That sounds great. But then his son broke his leg because of the other horses. That's that's not good, right? He breaking your leg. That sucks. But then because he broke his leg, he didn't have to go to war. So that's kind of great. So it's just kind of funny. Like, life is just like a series of seemingly random events that are really not good or not bad. Just depends on your perspective of them. And it's it's weird. It goes on to say that, like... Because he stayed at home, like, we don't know what happened next in the story. So they're like, okay, so what if he stayed at home and ended up catching the plague and dying? (laughs) Like, that's extreme. But on the other side, he could have stayed at home and found the woman of his dreams and had a kid. And maybe that kid turned out to be, like, really mentally troubled and ill. Or maybe he turned out to be the greatest scientist that cures illnesses. It really, like could be anything anything and everything is possible like i like to say that this is the realm of possibility where anything can be and so i have found it to be very beneficial to me to just focus on these sage perspectives like pretty much all the time and again like i i've been this way i've been always thinking of the gift and the opportunity and the silver lining and the the best outcome and the reason I always look to the positive and I say positive rather than the good because the positive is just what strengthens me, what enlightens me. Like situations are um, neutral. Their situations in themselves are not positive or negative. It is my perspective that makes it so. And so I've just like learned to do this because literally I had to or I wouldn't want to live anymore. And I know that might sound like a bit extreme, but I need to feel good about my life. I need to feel meaningful in my life. Otherwise, there is no reason to live. And I think that deep down, we all have this kind of um, like, instinctual mentality. We have this, like, reptilian brain that keeps us alive. But I find that we also, like, the saboteurs, we also have this part of our brain that keeps us emotionally stable as well. Because, like, man, life is crazy. Life is so many random, seemingly endless events that I'm just kind of hurled in between. Like, I'm just, like, kind of trying to hold on to dear life as life is spiraling around me. And sometimes I'm like totally crippled by like the fact that I'm just a tiny human on a tiny planet in a tiny solar system out of millions of solar systems and galaxies. And truly, I'm like insignificant in all of this. But other times, I'm just like, whoa, I'm a part of this huge, vast universe of multiverses. And I get to be here. I get to be a part of this. No one might ever know that I did this, but I'll know I did this. And it's just like such a miracle. Like, when I start thinking like that, I really can't get caught up in anything. Like, get I stub my toe. I wreck my car. I miss the bus. I lose my job, like, pretty much everything is, like, meaningless because life is so meaningful. (laughs) Okay, I I super digress there, (laughs) but it's just just such a cool way to think about things. Life is just, like, such a fun mystery, and so I just like to think that everything is working out in my favor. Everything is happening for my highest good, and... It's so cool like he talks about the the fact that both the saboteurs and the sages are self-fulfilling prophecies and that is the most profound piece right there that both will happen whatever you believe will come to pass and I think that just because I was so used to the the saboteur protecting me keeping me in my comfort zone and like all that good stuff So used to that, that just became the norm. It became the self-fulfilling prophecy. And it just got to a point where like that did not serve me anymore. It was keeping me in a place mentally that I was just growing out of. Like as my life was changing, I grew out of it. And like honestly, when I was like heavy in my drug addiction and I was like homeless and like had no job and no money and stuff like that. Like, I was sinking into such a dark place. I didn't recognize who I was becoming. And it was so scary. And I, I just had to start thinking like, okay, I'm here. I'm doing this. I know that God is working in my favor in every situation. So what am I supposed to get out of this? What am I supposed to learn here? How can I make this experience good for me? And truly, I just started to draw and write a lot. And I still have these drawings and these writings. And I've glanced at them a couple of times in the last few months, but it was only like a year and a half ago, almost two years ago. And it's still a little like fresh and it's still a little hurtful. So I'm not really like ready to go through it at the moment, but I remember when I switched my thinking and I became more active in what I was doing and what I was thinking about, and I felt like more in control, but I also surrendered in the process and was like, okay, I'm here and I'm doing it. Let me just go through it. Let me stop pretending like I'm not a fucking, oh shoot, sorry. I was trying to not cuss on this, but... Let me just not pretend that I am not a junkie when I'm out here with everyone else, even though I've only been out here for X amount of time. Like, I had all this justification. Like, I wasn't that bad when I was just as homeless, just as broke, and just as drug addict. Like, whatever. I I was like, okay, this is what it is. This is what my life is right now. I know this is not going to be forever. Because I had a startling startling realization that if I don't leave, if I don't get myself together and get clean, I'm going to be like that woman over there that's like in her 60s. And she's just shuffling around on the streets asking people for change and and Lucy's. And I have no judgment to her. I, I send her so much love and empathy and I pray for her. But the point is that Life has examples all around us of of people and how their thinking and acting has led them to where they are today. So I realized that I was surrounded by examples, and many of the women I met during that time warned me, and they told me like, "Stop what you're doing. like you're still young and you're beautiful and you're smart. like get out of here. You don't need to live like this." And I am so grateful for those women who said those things to me because I believed them and I began to think my way out of it and like think I do deserve better. I can do better. I don't have to live like this. Although it still took some months before I finally left and then I went back to it. The point is that I am here now today. It's been like 21 plus months and My life is ever increasingly more beautiful and miraculous and it's a journey. It's a process but I trust the process and I am patient in the process and I believe in myself more today and I believe in my higher power. God, the universe, the energies, all of that good stuff. That's what I believe in now and I see that as I'm going through the the greatest secret and positive intelligence, I see that the sage is my higher power. The sage is the God within me, the, the positive, loving energy within me that compels me and pushes me to be loving and courageous and creative and innovative and inspired, like all of that good stuff. I see that There is so much more to me than I ever knew, and I I love and appreciate my saboteurs because they served a great purpose within me for a very long time. They kept me alive and safe in the world that I had created of scarcity and uncertainty and danger. They kept me safe, and as I wanted more for myself and believed in myself more, I moved out of that. And those, those saboteurs like no longer serve me today. They, they keep me in this mindset of moving in fear. And I don't want to move in fear because I don't need to. And like, it's simple as that. Like, I don't need to be afraid and fearful of anything because everything is working in my favor. So this, this chapter and the next one, of course, have reinforced in me that whatever is happening in my life, whatever is coming my way is a gift. And I can use it to my benefit because everything is happening in my favor. And so he kind of has like what he calls a three gifts technique. So when when I am going through a situation like having not a lot of money, I he suggests that we like list three things that could be the gift or the opportunity in the situation, and I already did that. Like, um, it's it's giving me the opportunity to refocus myself and my life and my thoughts and actions. It's become an opportunity to see what can I do to provide more value that will also generate me income, and. Um, let's see. What's the third one? Let's see. Um, value refocusing and what am I... Whoa. Ooh, ah, that's a good one. What limiting beliefs am I still holding on to that are preventing me from allowing abundance to flow to me? Because it's here. Like, God brought us here to live rich. (laughs) And so... If I'm not living rich, that means that I'm blocking it somewhere. And that's so disappointing to think about because I really just want to accept the beauty and abundance that it is destined for me. But I must admit, I still block it a little bit. So hopefully as I'm going through this book and through these podcasts with you beautiful people, I can learn to like let go of it. And I just want to like publicly admit that because I don't have all my stuff together. I'm still a work in progress. And I just want to encourage you to keep going wherever you are. Just keep moving forward. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming, 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 because you're going to get somewhere eventually. And wouldn't it be nice if you could co-create and and take some charge and like not control necessarily, but just take some charge, like decide where you're going. That's how I feel about it at least. So I'm gonna wrap up this chapter there. No matter what you're going through, you're gonna get through it, and you can use the powers of your mind and your thinking and your heart to move forward with grace and positivity and love and It will create a self-fulfilling prophecy, and it will create a momentum, a snowballing effect of more greatness. I believe in you, and I encourage you and embolden you to do so. Please let me know if there's anything I can do to help you with that. If you have any questions or anything that you might be thinking is holding you back from doing this, whatever the case may be, I'm here for you. I love you. Thank you for listening. Peace, love, and blessings until next time.